Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rafferty. Today I'm going to talk about a guy I knew in school. His name was Alfred. Now, Alfred went through life with the nickname Alf. Everyone in school called him Alf. That suited him fine. Shortened. It's kind of cool. Then the TV show Alf came out. And the name took on a kind of different meaning when people would call him it. And he played along. He laughed and stuff. And the Alf name continued. Then he made a terrible mistake. One day, somebody called him Alf. And he said, hey, could you call me Alfred? That was it. Everyone knew that the nickname Alf really bothered him. And... From that point on, Alfred was dead, and Alf the alien was all anyone would ever call him. I didn't really travel in the same circles as him. Everybody had their own group that they hung out with, but I would see him in the schoolyard, and I was kind of a pushover for such things, and when I saw it bothered him, I called him Alfred, hoping that maybe it would make up for what everybody else was doing. It didn't. I even think when people called him Alfred, it bothered him a lot. What's the point of this story? Well, there's two. One is to the parents of the world. If you're naming your kid, try to think of every possible nickname that could befall that child before you give them a name that's going to stick with them their whole lives. And two is to those kids who do have nicknames that can be made fun of. Remember the lesson from Alfred. If somebody's making fun of you with a name, you could either confront them, which could have much more horrible consequences, or you could own it and just go with the flow. Just make sure you don't let them see that it bothers you. And that's one to grow on. On today's show, we're going to talk about Alf. We're going to talk a little bit about the background of the show. We'll talk about the characters and the actors in the show. We'll talk about how well the show did, its many spin-off shows and merchandising efforts, and its current availability. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Alf was a sitcom that premiered on NBC on September 22, 1986. It was created by Paul Fusco, and Paul Fusco also voiced and did the puppetry for the title character Alf, whose real name was Gordon Shumway, who is a friendly extraterrestrial. Alf stands for alien life form, by the way. 
the series would star Max Wright as the father, Willie Tanner, and Sheedon as the mother of the family, Kate Tanner, Andrea Elson as Lynn Tanner, and Benji Gregory as Brian Tanner, who were their kids. The show had a little bit of buzz before it came out. Nobody on the TV end was exactly sure what it was going to be about, although everybody thought it was going to be unusual. But people in Hollywood were interested in it. Michael Eisner, who was the head of the Walt Disney Company at the time, made an unsuccessful bid to try to get the series outright. So people were very interested in it, even before the show came on the air. Now a little bit about the premise of the show. The main character, Alf, is up in space and crash lands on Earth in the garage of the Tanners. And the Tanners are a suburban middle-class family who live in Los Angeles, California. As I said, there's Willie, Kate, and Lynn, and Brian. They also happen to have a cat named Lucky. When this alien lands, the Tanners aren't sure what to do with him, but they decide to hide him from the alien task force, who are part of the U.S. military, as well as their very nosy neighbors, Trevor and Raquel. They do this in hopes that he can repair his spacecraft, which he never really does. Eventually, it becomes clear that Alf doesn't really want to return to his home planet, which is called Melmac. It had a major catastrophe involving nuclear war, so there was nothing really to go home to. In fact, in the fourth episode of season one, Alf tries to convince the president of the U.S. to stop the nuclear program, as Alf is afraid that Earth might suffer the same fate as Melmac. Alf was off-planet at the time and wasn't hurt in the incident because he is part of the Melmac Orbit Guard. So, Alf becomes a permanent member of the Tanner family, and he deals with all sorts of things that go along with that. Culture shock, survivor guilt, boredom, despair, and loneliness, which all cause havoc for the Tanners. Along the way, Alf learns all about our culture, and we learn a lot about Melmacian culture, including their love of eating cats. Eventually, Alf comes to love Lucky, the Tanner family cat, and he admits that he's become the worst kind of Melmacian, a cat lover. Hi, this is Eileen Graff. You know, I played the mom on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, well, you are listening to The Retroist. Having a show that starred a puppet raised a whole bunch of interesting technical challenges for the crew. And all four of the lead actors on the show had said that because of this, there was a high level of tension on the set. To make room for the puppeteers that ran ALF, the entire set was built on raised platforms with dozens of trap doors in the floor. These trap doors had to be reset multiple times, sometimes even during a single scene, which forced them to shoot each episode over the course of many, many hours without a studio audience. Fusco, who wrote for the show and created ALF, was really secretive about the character up until the series premiere. And during the show's production, he refused to acknowledge that ALF was a puppet. He was saying to everyone that it was in fact an alien. And everyone who was involved with the production of the show were cautioned not to give away any of ALF's secrets. This was going to be a big deal. And the show would premiere to a good amount of fanfare and would last for four seasons. And we'll talk about those seasons in a little bit. First, let's talk a little bit about the main character, ALF. ALF's real name is Gordon Shumway. He was born on October 28, 1756, on the Lower East Side of the planet Melmac. Melmac is located six parsecs past the Hydra Centaurus Cluster and had a green sky, blue grass, and a purple sun. 
the currency used on Melmac is Wernick, named after the producer of the show, Sandy Wernick, which is equal to 10 Earth dollars. And the substance we call lint on Earth is as precious on Melmac as gold is on Earth. And gold and platinum are super common on Melmac. Alf's body is covered with a rust-colored fur. He describes himself as burnt sienna. He has a rippled snout, facial moles, and his heart is located in his head. Alf has an enormous appetite, eating just about anything he gets his hand on. He's troublesome, slovenly, cynical, and sarcastic. He also loves to play pranks, which have a tendency to put his existence at risk and also act as the suspense for any one show where he might get caught. So it was a good thing he just happened to be a prankster. Paul Fusco operated the Alf puppet and supplied Alf's voice. When full body shots were needed for Alf, Michu Mizaris stood in for Alf, wearing an Alf suit. There were two other puppeteers as well who helped drive Alf, Lisa Buckley and Bob Fapiano, who were listed as Alf assistant puppeteers. To avoid wear and tear on the principal Alf puppet, the performers would rehearse with a battered early version of Alf, who they nicknamed Ralph. Often during rehearsals, Fusco would substitute his hand for the puppet. Fusco really seemed to be into Alf, like the whole idea of the illusion of this character and making him. In an interview on Conan O'Brien's show, Tina Fey, who is a head writer at Saturday Night Live and is on 30 Rock, said that the biggest frustration as the producer of a show called NBC's 75th Anniversary Special was dealing with Alf's people. She said that Fusco would only allow Alf to appear on the show if the puppeteers were completely hidden from everyone else, even the studio audience. After his brief cameo as an audience member on the show, Alf disappeared through a hole in the risers of the seats and was hustled out of the building immediately. A fun fact about Alf, and I guess you could say Fusco, along with Richard Belzer, George Went, and John Ratzenberger, he is one of the only three actors to play the same character on six different series. He was Alf in Alf, Alf the Animated Series, Alf Tales, Matlock, Blossom, and Love Boat the Next Wave. I've never seen that episode of Love Boat the Next Wave, but now I must see it. I like what they've done with the place. It loves cats. Can't get enough of them. It's Alf. And now it's everywhere. He's debonair, and yet fuzzy. My parents just don't understand our relationship. I mean, this whole cat thing's been blown all out of proportion. Alf. Alf, alien life form new from Galico. Burger King has been invaded by Alf puppets. Please help. Hey, I'm hungry. Yo, want a Whopper? No problem. Just two ninety nine and a flame broiled Whopper or large sandwich gets you your own Alf. Four different furry aliens. Each comes with his own record. Cause we're doing the Melmac Rock. These aliens are friendly, but they're getting out of hand. <laughs> Hurry, just two ninety nine gets another Alf out of here. We do it like you do it at Burger King. Where's your part? The other members of the cast were stellar, had a lot of great talent behind the show. You had Max Wright, who played Willie Tanner. Max has worked before and after ALF in a lot of different things. He had a good run on the TV show Misfits of Science, which was a great show, The Norm Show, and he also worked in Cheers, plus a whole lot more. 
Anne Sheedon, who played Kate Tanner, had roles in shows like Cheers, Three's Company, and Emergency. The last show she worked on was Judging Amy. That was a couple of years ago, so she didn't seem to work since then, or at least hasn't updated her credits. Andrea Elson played Lynn Tanner after Alf and Beating Bulimia. She worked on Who's the Boss, Married with Children, and Mad About You. Benji Gregory, who played Brian Tanner, had worked on a lot of different shows before ALF. Fantasy Island, The A-Team, T.J. Hooker, Amazing Stories, and the 80s version of The Twilight Zone, as well as the Disney movie Mr. Boogity, which is great. After ALF, he seemed to stop working as an actor. Rounding out the cast, you had the neighbors Trevor and Raquel and their son Jake, played by John LaMotta, Liz Sheridan, and Josh Blake. And in season four... You had a new family member who joined the cast, Neil Tanner, who was Willie's brother, who was played by Jim J. Bullock. And you probably know Jim J. Bullock from Hollywood Squares and Too Close for Comfort. Great, fun actor. The show premiered on NBC and would do very well from season to season. But the inevitable drop and a move from the popular Monday 8 p.m. slot to Friday nights killed the show by the fourth season. The show would also do really well in other countries, especially Germany, where it was an instant success. One city that had a problem with the show was the city of Alf, which is located on the Moselle River. The city limit sign, which had the city's name on it, Alf, were stolen so many times that the city council decided to buy a lot of signs and just sell them so that people could buy Alf signs. I believe Quantum Leap Missouri had this exact same problem. As said, ALF did pretty well. It also won some awards. In the U.S., the show won a People's Choice Award for Favorite New TV Comedy Program. In 1988, it won a Favorite Show at the Kids' Choice Awards. And at those very awards in 89, ALF himself won Favorite TV Actor. In the August 1st, 2004 edition of TV Guide, ALF was ranked number 8 in TV Guide's list of the 25 greatest sci-fi legends. All good things must come to an end, and ALF did as well. But ALF kind of ended in a cliffhanger. The show was going to end, and everybody knew that. But NBC had said that they would let them finish up the show. So the people at ALF wrote a kind of two-parter, one that set up for the show's ending, and then ended with the to-be-continued. NBC reneged on the verbal agreement they had, and the series was canceled without resolving it. However, the story would be concluded in the unfortunate TV movie project that happened a couple of years later. We'll talk about that soon. It turns out that even though everybody else was enjoying the show, the people on the cast didn't exactly love working on the show. Max Wright said that he despised supporting a technically demanding, inanimate object that received most of the good lines of dialogue. And he admits to being, quote, hugely eager to have Alf over with. And Sheedon said that at the last night of taping, they finished the episode and Max walked off the set, went to his dressing room, got his bags, went to his car, and disappeared. There was no goodbyes. It seems like there was no joy on this set, and it's probably because it was a technical nightmare and extremely slow to tape. Some said that a 30-minute show could take 20 to 25 hours to shoot. In more recent years, the people associated the show have warmed up to it a little bit more. Wright said in a 2006 interview, It doesn't matter what I felt or what the days were like. Alf brought people a lot of joy. And that's true. But it's a shame the people associated with it had to suffer during its making. 
tabby paw pie for me before bedtime. Alf was so successful and kid-friendly that it seemed only natural that an animated spin-off would happen. And Alf the Animated Series, which was set on Alf's home planet of Melmac, ran from 1987 to 1988 and was produced by Deke Entertainment. The series was a prequel, so we got to see what Melmac was before the bombs dropped. When the cartoon went to its second season, it was paired in a one-hour block with its own spin-off, Alf Tales. So there was a spin-off of the spin-off, and this one took Alf, Gordon, and cast him in assorted fairy tales. Alf would make the jump to comics. An Alf comic book was published by Marvel Comics Star Comics Imprint beginning in 1987, and it ran for four years, totaling 50 issues, with nearly a dozen special issues. I see these all the time in comic book shops. You can still pick up some later issues for pretty cheap if you're interested in some ALF comic books. The comic loosely followed the continuity of the television show. As I said, we had a cliffhanger at the end of the final season of ALF. So in 1996, a 90-minute television movie named Project ALF was aired on ABC. This picked up six years after the events of the TV series with ALF in government custody and focuses on a scientist and military police officer who break Alf out of government custody. Sadly, it didn't feature any of the Tanner family, and is not really up to snuff with the writing in the TV series. A lot of Alf fans do not consider this show canon, because it doesn't have any of the characters from the original TV series in it. Now, you might not know this, but Alf had a talk show. Very brief. In 2004, Alf's hit talk show debuted on the U.S. cable channel TV Land with... Alf playing a Johnny Carson-type TV talk host, and he even had Ed McMahon as his sidekick. It would only last for seven episodes. As I mentioned earlier, Alf made many appearances on lots of different running TV shows. He also would show up on the Hollywood Squares and was a nice part of Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which is this great cartoon which I posted about on the website, which tries to convince kids just how dangerous drug use is. Most recently, I was seeing the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, and ALF briefly appears in that. Anytime you're referencing the 80s, ALF has become synonymous with it. It's a smiling Saturday morning with those huggable heroes, the Gummy Bears and the Smurfs. Plus those crazy critters, the Chipmunks. Incredible. Follow the adventures of ALF and ALF Tales. Let's park today. Then it's the ever-funny Fat Albert, Hunky Brewster, and Ed Grimley. Saturday morning. Yo, ALF here. I'd like to talk to you about your planet. I like it. And you should too. But a lot of people aren't taking very good care of it. For starters, they're abusing our public lands. They're littering the beaches, vandalizing the parks, trashing the playgrounds, and basically treating the planet like rental property. Frankly, I don't understand it. People like that are running loose, and I'm the one who has to hide in the kitchen. Look, folks, public lands are not like pizzas. You just can't pick up the phone and order more. I should know. My planet was really abused. The next thing we knew, it was gone. Public land is our friend. If we don't take care of it, it'll be destroyed. If you want to help me take care of our public lands, call me. I'll send you all kinds of neat stuff, even a recent photo of myself. Please, let's save the planet. I don't want to have to look for another one. There was a lot of ALF merchandise out at the time, and it was really big in my school. 
There were books, posters, cassettes, comics, toothbrushes, shirts, sheets. There was also assorted plush toys that went on for many years after it. Now, it's a shame that Disney never got their hands on ALF, because I think ALF would make a great addition to the Disney theme parks. But Warner Brothers Movie World in Germany used ALF in the Gremlins Invasion Ride, which I talk about in the Gremlins podcast, if you want to go back and listen to that. Now, ALF even made a splash in music. In 1987, the Dutch producer Ben Liebren made a song called Stuck on Earth using samples from one of the episodes of ALF. During 1988, Burger King ran a promo called The Many Faces of ALF, giving away themed ALF puppets and cardboard records with each kid's meal. These records featured original recordings sung by ALF. Tommy Piper, who dubbed ALF's voice for German audiences, spent 12 weeks in the German pop charts in 1989. The song was called Hello ALF, This is Rhonda. And there were four video games based on ALF. There was 1987's ALF, which was released for various computer systems like the Commodore and Apple II, 1989's ALF for the Sega Master System, and two educational games for PCs were released in 1993 called ALF's U.S. Geography and ALF's Thinking Skills. Because if you're going to learn to think, kids, you should learn from ALF. If you're a fan of ALF nowadays, you'll be happy to know that all four seasons of the show are available on DVD. And they're all pretty wonderful to watch over again. I've watched the show again in drips and drabs. I don't think I've watched it from beginning to end. But I think I might. I think I need to be reacquainted with ALF. ALF is one of those weird shows that comes along maybe once in a decade. Usually what happens to them is they are premiered, everybody gets a big laugh, and then the show is canceled after eight episodes. ALF went on for four seasons. That should tell you that this is a wonderful character, it is a well-written show, and it is worthy of our respect and should be rewatched. Meet Space Pilot Jones! Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. If you want to talk about ALF or any other TV show, we have a forum at The Retroist. We'd love to have you stop by. It's at www.retroist.com slash forum. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Or made for space. He always knows exactly what to do, do, do. Meet Space Pilot Jones. Insert Alf laugh. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.